Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on Hold out. Hold up. You can't use the entrance to... Magic Mayhem. I intentionally did that to wind you up for a bit of matey banter. It's time for Advanced Analytics. I got playoff fever, baby. I'm bloody excited to be here and I'm bloody excited to dig into a great podcast. Welcome along, guys. Thanks for coming to the show. Thanks for coming. Yeah, you got to talk, so we we like share the talking. Yeah, duties. but what what do I mean to say? Also, thank you for coming. No, you say have some original insight. Okay, some deep advanced analytics. Um, it's pl- it's playoff time, baby. And so, what better to talk about than basketball? No, we've got to explain first. Uh, oh, there's a fight breaking out. Is we're, we're watching um, Cleveland Celtics right oh, now. Oh no, that was the, that was the last game. That it's was. Sunday New Zealand time, and. Um, uh, it's game three right now. The third quarter has just started. We don't know the score, but it's great because it's a good opportunity to look embarrassing. Um, right now, both series are at, um, have had two games played, and as I said, um, Cleveland right now is up 20 points in game three against Boston. Um, so a good opportunity for us to embarrass ourselves. Um, I called it. Did I not call it? Before this game? Yeah, you did. I said Cavs going to smash him. My theory was... The only way it would be a blowout was if Cleveland played really bad and Boston went up big. And I thought that Boston, if they lost, they'd lose narrowly. But currently down 20. It can turn around. There's I'd, a lot of time I'd left. still say Boston's not out of it, down 20. But um, they at least want to make LeBron James work hard. Yeah. He's looking, the commentators are saying he's looking tired. They've cut it to 19. After that awesome reverse he did. Yeah, for um, sure. Let's get started into it with some advanced analytics. It's time for the Week in Review. Weekend review. Okay. Um, Cleveland's up big. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are you picking to win the series? That there will be. Boston's up 2-0, but Cleveland's just beating the crap out of the Well, here. I'm sticking with Boston winning. I called it months ago, and I'm sticking with it. Okay, home court advantage is like something that people have forgotten about this year. I enjoy basketball analysis cliches, and one of the best ones is... It was all last playoffs. It was a big, big deal. It was... The stars play well anywhere, but the role players are really influenced by home court advantage. Mm. Now, this is huge in the Houston Golden State Warriors series, where, like, the last game, oh my goodness, um, Houston played well, not like out of their skin, but their role players played out of their skin. Trevor Ariza, Eric Gordon was ridiculous. Um, there was one other guy who was really good. Trevor Booker? Trevor Booker, yeah. How, okay, Trevor Booker played for my Raptors last year. He can go missing for so many games, there's a good chance he'll give them nothing. In Golden State Warriors, and they'll be down three one all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, the but, other thing I thought was weird in that game was the first game. It was like passing the ball, Golden yeah. State Warriors, yeah, ISO, yeah, Rockets, and then weirdly it switched Switch. in the second game. And I thought the Warriors it was weird because they there is like that stat, and Draymond got mad when that guy brought it up, where it's like if um, Durant does score thirty eight points or more, yeah, yeah, they lose. But it's like, it is, I feel like there's something in that where it's like, 
if it is ISO for KD, it's like they're yeah. not playing how they, how that what makes them great, and yeah. it's like it's. I think it's a bad sign. So Mike D'Antoni um, uh, bragged about it after the game because oh, obviously after game one, people were like Houston too much. Uh, ISO ball too much, too much ISO dribble. Ball. Yeah, they, they and so like Harden dribbled more than like all of um, Golden State's like stars combined, kind of thing. I thought it was more than KD and Steph, but anyway. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, two two guys. That's still a lot. All their stars is four four guys. Well, the Hampton Five. Okay. Hampton Four. Who's the, if they're gonna call, they call them the Hampton Five? Who's I've the never heard guy? that. It must be Andre Iguodala. They're the guys who convinced KD to come to the Warriors and the Hamptons. So it's Steph, Draymond. Clay, you can't imagine Clay chips in much of that conversation, eh? Yeah. You imagine he's quite a quiet dude generally. Mm. Um, but yeah, Mike D'Antoni, after the game, uh, he joked, he was like, um, we forced them to play um, uh, isolation ball. And it was. Houston changed their defense. And it basically, the plan was lock out all the role players, shut down Clay. Clay barely got an open look at three. Mm. Um shut down all their role players and just make um, Steph and KD beat them. And uh, KD was excellent and Steph wasn't up to it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, interesting. Um, Okay, so we we naturally segued into Houston Golden State, so we'll stay there for a little bit. I do think that everyone forgets about KD. And it's like, it's quite interesting when game one comes around and it's like, and Warriors win easily and just completely swing the series. You know, like people... People overreact, but people are like, the series is over after game one because they've stolen home court advantage, which is the one thing that you're like, Houston has in their favor. Yeah. Because um, there's a good chance Golden State wins two at home and all of a sudden it's 3 1 and it's over. I, I hope it's not. I really hope Golden State can get one in, uh, uh, sorry, Houston can get one in Golden State, but I don't know. But people, I feel like, undervalued. There's so much buzz around Russell Westbrook, exciting players like Donovan Mitchell. LeBron obviously gets his dues, and people just forget that the second best player behind LeBron is probably KD and he just is so quiet now and he's just he's like a walking meme because of all his you know banter on Instagram and Twitter he's you know he has easily 40 points a game and while that might not always be good for his team he's such a threat um, yeah I feel like he's really underrated right um, but people overreacting massively like people like the series is over after game one and then of course Houston comes back and convincingly yeah. beats the Warriors game two prediction for game three uh, Golden State Easy. Yeah, I think as well. I think Golden State will come out uh, fiery. But if Warriors can just get one, and that's always the thing. Like, Warriors just get one in Golden Rockets. State. Rockets. Yeah. Rockets get one in Golden State. It's all on. And they've got home court advantage again. That's the um, uh, that's the hard thing. Uh, back to Cleveland, um, Boston. One of the reasons I predicted that Cleveland would smoke Boston this game is that Boston, when you're up 2-0, you can kind of relax. Mm. And Boston just thinks we just need to win one in Cleveland and it's over. Yeah. It's over. And so while, I mean, this is an ideal, they were down 17-4 to start the game. Even then the players might be like, oh, well, we've blown this one. Well done, Cleveland. We'll get you next time. Mm. But um, I do think we're like, this whole first round and whole second round, except for like, we won't talk about Toronto because they're depressing, have been, home court advantage has been a huge, huge factor again in the NBA. And like, it'll be interesting to see that both these series, I still think have the potential to go seven just because home court advantage... And there will be teams winning away, obviously, but I don't think you can count Houston out from winning in Golden State. Like, home court advantage could just dictate the series almost. Yeah. Which would mean... Oh, I, I would say... So your predictions, Golden State, Houston, what are you predicting? In game three? No, in the series at this uh, point. Sticking I'm, with it? Golden, yeah, I'm, i got to stick with my guns. Golden State versus Boston in the final. I'm sticking with my guns. Um, my... 
I'm still going to... I think Boston's probably like up to 2-0 to, to, or 2-1, still looking good, but I'd still say it's hard to beat against LeBron. And uh, so I'm going Golden State. Uh, uh, obviously, God, Golden State, Cleveland. I want Celtics, Rockets, though. I just want to change. But um, thing about this game, watching it, it's easy to watch it now when Cleveland's killing them. Um, they've got LeBron, the best player. They've got Kevin Love, who should be the second best player and probably is the second best player. I know people really rate Al Horford, but he's more of a role. He's a star role player mm. in a way. He's not like like Kevin Love. It'll be interesting to see because as we get more and more like open with like mental health issues and stuff like that, it'll be interesting when Kevin Love retires and writes a book or whatever, and he talks about his time back at the Cavs. It'll be really interesting to see like what he has to say about it because yeah. he almost seems like he's in his own head. He's so inconsistent. He's often like underperforming, and like you know, like all through the year, he had all those skirmishes with um, who's that tiny guy who played for Boston for a bit? Yeah, it's just like it'd just be interesting to see like what is wrong, what is up with him, and why he doesn't yeah. like ma- re- reach his potential. I think he's having a good game today, as they're up um, twenty four points. Mm. But yeah, it's just I just I just think it's really interesting, and even J.R. Smith, it's like what okay. happened to him. I'm getting distracted a little because J.R. Smith has just fallen over and started violently coughing on the ground. <laughs> That was very weird. I love that J.R. Smith made a three and was like doing all these like hand gestures to the crowd. And no, the... I, I, but I, I felt like you were saying he was being cocky. I mm. felt like he was maybe just being like, "Come on, like that's get it sorted." Yeah, I don't know if it was. He's been so horrific, J.R. Smith. Like it, the thing about him is, you need him to when I think you need him to be good. But um, at the same time, he's so bad that you almost think you have got to bench him. Not that they have anyone to replace him with. Mm. I still think Cleveland, if they can. Uh, win both games in Cleveland, which, I mean, this is a pretty good start to it, just killing them, and Boston's terrible on the road. Like, you'd definitely go, you'd swing from going, Boston's going to make the finals to, um, to advantage LeBron, you know? I don't even want to say Cleveland, I just want to say LeBron, because the rest of them are um, goddamn... Uh, I don't like this. I don't like that storyline where it's always... Because LeBron's teammates have always been horrible. Mm. It's like, well, they weren't... Like, when Kevin Love played for Minnesota, he was like... A, all-star yeah. like you know well, he's still an all-star and has LeBron, but, um, is LeBron the one who made well, him LeBron, I think well. LeBron's the through line you eventually you've got to look at him and say it's how he plays mm. and uh, guys get worse when they play with him mm. I think yeah uh, okay well uh, it'll be interesting I just can't believe the reason I don't like to be against LeBron is I can't believe this is the way he goes out um, other other big things this week people discussing um the number one pick, uh, Phoenix got it. Mm. Well, um, wait. Oh, wait. I just wanted to say quickly, Sorry. Kobe's detail. You know how he does these detail videos? Yeah, I still haven't watched it any good. Oh, it's like corny as hell. Yeah, but um, Kobe's a corny And it's way guy. too... They, I've only watched like the first five minutes of any of them. Mm. But it starts off with him sitting at this desk. And it's like, the sound is real weird as well. It's like kind of almost spooky. It's like this weird haunting vibe. And it starts off and he's like sitting at this desk. He's like in the basketball matrix. And then it, it pans around and he's sitting there with all these screens in front of Is him. Is it futuristic? Uh, yeah, kind of. And then it, it zooms in to the back of his head and it's like going into his mind. <laughs> it's like so corny. Yeah. But, um, but I don't hear people, enough people saying corny these days. I'd say cheesy. Yeah. So, corny. Yeah. You're yeah. corny, man. Okay, can we just say that Cleveland Cavaliers have the whitest trampoline dunk team <laughs> I've ever quite seen? Quite good, quite good, and, yeah. and and I would say they do not have the whitest trampoline. Oh, they got a lady in it, that's awesome, and she's throwing down a flip dunk, sick. 
There's something embarrassing and awkward. I don't know if I've said this on the pod before, but it's still just like, it sends me chills. Here comes the dog doing a jump. It's a, it's a man dressed as a dog, not an actual mm. dog, by the way. Definitely we'll, a white guy we'll get, as well. We'll get into some dog chat after this. Um, they are very white in terms of skin colour. but like, <laughs> Whoa, they got sick moves though. Oh, I love it when they miss. Like You almost yeah. hope for them to miss. Mm. Um, but there's something weird about watching... He still celebrated it. He's still celebrating he missed it. There's something weird. Maybe his friends, because they would like landed on the mat, didn't know that he missed it. So he's just no. Like, that was him. That was the guy who missed it. I think. Um, what I want to say though, if you're watching this and you haven't seen it, you have to watch the video where it's a Phoenix Suns game from like five years ago, maybe. And the guy dribbles in. He over He bounces too far. Oh yeah. Okay, well, firstly, the gorilla comes in and does a sick dunk. Then the next guy comes in. He bounces too far. He kind of does half a forward flip, mm. but then he hits into the backboard, well, with his back, yeah. and he dunks himself, his entire body, through the hoop. He falls into the hoop, and he goes through, and he comes down, and he's kind of like, you can tell he's like kind of shaking. He's like, he doesn't really know where he is, and then he runs off. No one reacts. Like, there's yeah. no, the, the, the dunking just continues after a guy dunks himself through the hoop. Well, I think no one quite believes it. Everyone's he doesn't like, believe it. Yeah. And he did it. I know. I almost don't believe it. Like, I almost need to research that because like, I remember it's, talking about it in Wellington. It's real. And there's, there's also a video where a news station then went and interviewed him and asked him about it, which is like a good behind the scenes look into yeah. what happened. Yeah. Um, but man, you've got to check out that video. We need to interview him um, for our pod because be, he's the kind of guy that would be right up our alley for a bit of advanced analytics. Yeah. But it's interesting you said that Cleveland had the widest dance team because I actually wrote down no, in my notes. Dunk team. Dunk, dunk team. team, sorry. Dunk team. Um, something awkward about dunk teams, eh? How every team has them. It's, we shouldn't be watching them because it's part of a live performance. It shouldn't be broadcast on TV. But um, uh, it's just embarrassing watching like African-American guys out there watching in a basketball game doing proper dunks and then watching some white guys come out and do yeah. it off trampoline. But also just like, don't wear sweatbands. Don't wear sweatbands. Just be cool. Yeah. But um, no, so I actually put a note down for the Boston dunk team who are called the um, the JetBlue flight crew. Yeah. And they, um, they look like neo-Nazis. <laughs> it's the only way to describe it. You know the cool haircut? I'm heading towards there. Like I just noticed this here. I've got a haircut that looks only a good with it. It's got gel on it. If not, it's horrific. Just uh, shorter around the side yeah. and longer on top. It's like basically kind of a Nazi haircut when you look at it. And all the Boston guys have that, including the guy dressed as a leprechaun. And just ever since... I've just been creeped out by Boston ever since I watched the Lakers vs. Celtics documentary. And it was all about how racist Boston was. And when Bill Russell um, like won championship after championship, no one went because it was a bunch of black guys. Yeah. And like Boston being a racist place, I didn't realize they had huge race riots and stuff like that. Yeah. It just, Boston just creeps me out. And it's good. It's fine now, even though the whole audience is white. You're like, the whole team is black. Yeah. They didn't even have one white guy. They Aaron had one Baines. white guy who got injured first game on Aaron Baines. Yeah. <laughs> Such a funny white guy um, with his top knot. Um, yeah, it just, for some reason, the JetBlue fight crew just had real Nazi vibes to me. And I'm sure they're fine guys, and I'm sure they have nothing to do with the Nazi um, organizations that exist in America now. Yeah. Um, but they just, yeah, just get a different haircut, I reckon. Right. Okay, anyway, we're going into the draft chat. Draft chat, okay. Phoenix, we know Phoenix won the draft. That's cool. And we'll get into Magic Mayhem soon. Yeah. But just, I probably asked you this last week, but I want to ask you again. Did, if you were any team, any team, just you just, you, you don't, don't think about your roster or any rotation or anything like that, just who would you pick number one? Oh, man. Who's the best player? I, I still haven't done enough digging to make this call. No, but mate, when have we done enough digging for anything on this podcast? And, and Take a stab, mate. I haven't thought about this either. I've been only really thinking about the Magic's. Um, get off the position. fence, you 
coward. Uh, I was going to say pussy, but I don't say it anymore. Well, here's the thing. Originally, when I watched footage of DeAndre Ayton, hmm. I was like, he's incredible. Yeah. But then there's like, I think there is... My issues with him are more like um, just general vibe base and the... Uh, the he, he, he wasn't like a scandal. Supposedly, he took money to play at Arizona. They all did. That's why they, they love it. Get right. the money. Right. But who do you mean they ordered? Just every player? Like, uh, yeah, a lot of them, I'd say. It's going to go right. bigger, but, you know, Louisville. So, like, quite yeah. a few of the players... Who went to Louisville? I Donovan Mitchell. Donovan last Mitchell, year. I was going to say that, yeah. So, Donovan Mitchell definitely would have taken money. Right. Um, yeah. and then, but then you go, how did Duke and Kentucky... And don't get me wrong, they've got strong brands, but I reckon one day Coach K just creeps me out. And anyone who yeah. calls himself Coach K, one day it's going to come out that they're paying players or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, but, this, um, is, uh, maybe this is... Anyway, I think DeAndre Ayton's... But the, the other thing is, my theory was almost like that um, dominant big men are over. I've kind of like gone a little bit off it, and I still think like it's great to have big, big men. But like I kind of, I'm more into the vein of big men being like, A, like Draymond, where it's like small ball, and they're more like um, hustle passes and hmm. stuff. Or uh, the other kind of big man that I like is almost just like a Clint Capella, uh, Stephen Adams. Dunker, yeah, yeah, setting screens, Rebounder, dunking, yeah. rebounding. That's what people are going for these and, days. Um, yeah. And so then I'm almost like, is it even that great to have like a DeAndre Ayton who's like a... Um, Hasn't Embiid like, changed your opinion a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think DeAndre Ayton does have almost like... The thing, I, the reason that he just, he doesn't, he's not as lovable as um, as Embiid, Embiid but yeah. I, I still think you probably go DeAndre Ayton number one. Don't you think um, that uh, he's got real Jaheel... I, I'm embarrassed to say that I was real high on Jaheel Okafor. Right. And and even when he got traded to Brooklyn, I was like, damn, this is his chance to shine, baby. And he's just horrific. Yeah. And um, one of the big issues with him is that he... For, for what he is at on offense, which is not even that good, yeah. but he's, even if he is playing to his maximum offense and getting 30 points a game, he's so bad on the other end. Right. He's such a server, not a rim predictor, that's not worth hanging on the court. Yeah. He can't, he can't guard at the perimeter. Yeah, or well, maybe... Um, yeah, so I haven't really looked into that. Because if, if he is bad at D, then that would probably totally sw- swing me. I got the feeling now, and this is crazy to me still, and I feel like it maybe is a lot of this in you as well, talking on the podcast, but like I got the feeling that Don Cheech, how do you say his name? Yeah, I think that was pretty right. I'm finally coming Don around Cheech. to not call him Donick. I'm going to call him Don Cheech or whatever. Don Cheech. He, um, Don, 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 Don Cheech. 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 Um, he... Uh, is consensus almost consensus number one now? I feel. Oh really? He's so hyped. You can just and this is just me listening to podcasts and reading efforts on Twitter. Mm. But like, I just feel like he's just getting so yeah. much hype. He um just led Real Madrid the games yeah. tomorrow morning um into the Euroleague Championship. And he, he just won MVP today, I think. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, my one concern with that, like, no, it's not, it's. It's firstly, it's this is one of the hardest years to gauge, just because one guy's playing in the Euro League, yeah, um, the other guy's playing in college basketball. But um, I just don't, I, I never like it how every time someone talks about him, and it is probably just because you know they're sports people and they they don't have like a lot to to say, mm. like you know they kind of don't have like that many original things to say. Yeah, they're like um, not they, like they, us. They all just say, uh, they all say, you know, at his age or he's yeah, so, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. so young. Yeah. And um, shades and of Rubio. Yeah, no, it's just like you know, it, it, that doesn't. Yeah, it, it's like that's not. I don't think the youngness. I mean, it, it is a thing, but it's like I don't think it's that big of a thing. Like, yeah. 
if, if he's two years older or if he's, yeah, I don't know. He, they, they, I think they just like that he's so mature, but uh, mm. you've also got to look at like what his ceiling is. Yeah. And um, okay, I don't... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't, I, I'm white. I don't hate white people. I, I like white people too. But when it comes to yeah. picking an NBA pick... It's like, it makes me so nervous. And this is probably a, not an okay thing to say. It makes me uh, uh, so nervous picking a white guy first. Yeah, yeah. When has that worked out? And I was like literally Googling it before Paul showed up. I was like, I was like, who are like the good white guys of recent? You know, like Dirk Nowitzki, okay. Um, the guy who's the Gordon, guy who plays for Gordon the Nuggets. Hayward. Oh, um, Nikola Jokic. Jokic. But like, they're all bigs. And then I'm like, guards, I was like, yeah. Ginobili or Steve Nash. And Steve Nash is really the dream, but he's not a Steve Nash type player. Mm. Like, he's not a pace and passing. He's passing, but like, not not like Steve Nash was. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I, I guess you don't, he's his own player. Like, you don't need a player to like compare him to. But like, I was Googling like best white players, and it was all like Bob Petit. Um, John Havlicek, all these guys who like they don't only really don't have color footage of them playing, they don't have like a clear photograph, like they all look like the abdominal snowman playing because yeah. it's this blurry. I don't even know what John Havlicek looks like, you know. Yeah. Um, Should we? Um, it's racist of me to say that. Um, Kevin Love's okay, and there's some white guys who can play basketball. I'm just saying, putting yeah. the number one pick responsibility is on Paul Zingas. Is a yeah. Oh yeah, Paul Zingas. Yeah. Um, should we quickly blend in to? Magic Mayhem? Yeah, blend in, mate. Okay, blend. it's that time right about that time for the stars to roll on out. The I used to be jealous of Mary Apollo. We're taking every game personal. I'm not Alfred. We're blending into Magic Mayhem. Well, we already blended. Yeah, it's blending time. So I'm, I'm just yeah, emphasizing no, we're, the already, we're already in now, though. Good. We've, nice um, blend, man. Nice blend. So, the Magic... Uh, Seamless blend. Sixth pick in this draft. Boo. Well, yes, I am sad. It's the second year in a row they've fallen from fifth to sixth. They've fallen a spot. But they should have been third, and they won their last two games, or whatever, didn't they? Uh, so they won, yes, they won three of their last <laughs> of their last six. Oh, they went five hundred, and um, and one of them was against the Mavericks, who they're they're picking after. They literally lost ten percent of their odds and of they, getting a top three. Pick. They won. Uh, they won the last game against the Wizards, and it's like Wizards, Wizards, sorted out. But also Magic. Um, it's so easier to lose it, than it, it is to win. And here's the thing: it's almost. I know that I've done a lot of losing in my life. I, I often do. I do wonder if, like, maybe Frank Vogel sensed he was on the way out and was just like, "Screw it," you know? Yeah, know. revenge but, wins. Um, or, or players playing for contracts next yeah, year won't yeah. look good. But um, like the magic it, is, lo- it actually is gutting because now, like most of the mock drafts I've looked at, I was I was kind of set and I kind of thought we were going to get um, Mo Bamba. Mm. At five, and I, I was really, I honestly think Mobamba is going to be amazing. Mm. Uh, Especially just for the commentator going Mobamba. Yeah, and I have talks about the um, Sheik West song. 
Mo Bamba, yeah. great song. Great song. Ballin' like my homie Mo Bamba. Well, um, anyway. Sounds better when you hear yeah, the recording. Yeah, it's not, great. It goes not hard. Port, not Porto. It, it goes hard. It goes hard in the pain, but, um, like Dwayne Wade. But, uh, yeah, anyway, supposedly now all the picks have uh, him going at five to to Dallas, mm. which obviously, like, that, that does kind of make sense, like, like to have it. He's... I think he's going to be amazing. Firstly, he he already has the biggest wingspan in the NBA, 710 hmm. wingspan. <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. 7 foot 10 inches. Yeah, that's And okay, and then you watch him and supposedly like his offense game needs work and stuff, and it's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. But he's got he's so coordinated. He can dribble like he He's got a 17 wingspan, and he's like going around his back through his legs, and his shooting stroke looks really good, I think. And 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 he can shoot free throws, I'm pretty sure, and and stuff. So, um, I honestly think he's like he can't unless you know injuries is a thing. Like I don't think it is. He just doesn't have an injury history, I don't think. But um, I think that's the only way he's not like a surefire hit. And so I would love if the Magic got him at six, but now I'm worried that they won't. And uh, a lot of the picks now have us taking Trey Young at six. Which You're is, keen for that. You're keen for a bit of Trey I am. Young. Basically, yeah. I, I, Mate, if I you didn't go out like an idiot, go, go out with Trey Young. Go out big. I Throw agree. Out gunning. I agree. And the big thing is Mo, uh, Trey Young on Twitter. So everyone on Magic Reddit has been following him hard on seeing what he likes on Twitter. <laughs> and for months now, he has been. So he, he does like a bit of all. Like he's been liking stuff from all the teams. But by far, the stuff he likes the most is all magic related, mm. and and they did have a point that it would be a good fit for him. Like, um, they really need a point guard, and it's like a young, it's like a young team that could basically, you know, he'd he'd be able to come in straight away and just and play, yeah, and uh, and great climate and um, tax, no tax, state tax, in all, in all, yeah, in but Florida, it's it's not so much like where the Trey Young wants to go here. He gets. This is why people like sometimes compare um, like NBA basketball to like almost like uh, communism or something like that. The player's forced to go to the town against his will. Like he doesn't oh, want to go mm. to Orlando. It doesn't matter if they pick him. He's stuck there for no, like three I years. I think he wants to go. I think he wants to play in Orlando. And I did watch one video the other day, and it was Trey Young playing one on one in New Zealand, and he's playing at um, Westlake in the gym at Westlake College. This is before the season, the college season started, because mm. Oklahoma came because they actually had an ex. Uh, yeah, they have. I think Matt Freeman, maybe. Yeah, ex Westlake boy. Yeah, and um, yeah, and he's playing one on one with like a kid, and he's actually struggling a little bit. But I think <laughs> no, your draft analysis. I he came to New Zealand and struggled playing a kid one on one. No, well, you know, he's just playing like some Westlake boy or something. Yeah. But um. He, uh, I think they did have a rule that he couldn't do. Uh, he he had to only shoot jumpers. Yeah. So he's like he basically is only jacking threes, which I mean is is one of his main games anyway. But he's yeah. not driving in to do layups. Yeah. At all. And um, but anyway, uh, I would be into us taking Trey Young. I want to go on record and say that because a lot of people are like, do not take him under any. Why is Michael Porterfit falling? Like, I get Michael I'm, I'm super intrigued by that as well. And I, again, I haven't looked into it. Must enough. be injury risk or something. So yeah, he didn't play, but then and then he came back for that one game, and everyone was like, man, he shouldn't have done that. What an idiot! But when I was watching it, I was like, for someone who's just come back and playing one game, I thought he actually did well. Hmm. And um, yeah, so I almost think he could be one of the steals, Michael Porter, if he's as good as everyone. Did says, you watch the um, the draft? 
The lottery. Yeah, the lottery. Yeah, yeah, I did. It's real boring. No, I actually felt butterflies in my stomachs because I was like, what if the magic just like fall quite bad? Like, I don't actually know fully how it works because like they, I think they can only get certain picks right. Like they can't yeah. fall that. But what bad. if they? What if they get the tenth pick? Yeah. What if they get the absolute worst? And I was just like. I actually felt sick. I was like, man, when they when when we got to like six, I was like, oh. How yeah. does it? I've never even watched it. How did they draft from thirty back or from fifteen backward or whatever? Like no, from fourteen. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Yeah, they start with I can't remember fourteen maybe. But but like yeah, so they draft back, and then when it gets to the top three, like what do they do? Do they uh, the then the top the, the top three? They're, so they're all sitting at these desks. And then the top three people walk out and stand next to each other awkwardly. So it's the three that are left. So yes. they knew that it was going to be Hawks, Kings, or Suns. Yeah, I, I don't fully get it. I never get it. But like at one stage, they're like, and the eighth pick or something is uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then they're like, there's like a cheer. And they're like, which means the Kings have leapt into the top three. Oh. And they're like, you already know the Kings have it. Like, I, I, I don't yeah. get it at all. But um, it's Good a, analysis. Good advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real good. But, um, but so then the top three come out. So it was Justin Jackson. Uh, sorry, Josh Jackson from the Phoenix Suns. Mm. Uh, who's that point guard? Darren Fox for the Kings. And then the the Hawks lady was like she was the part owner and she was like an actress. I can't remember. She was like from like some TV. Like she's yeah. from like Grey's Anatomy or something. Yeah. I can't remember. But, representing um, who? Representing the Suns. the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, that's so funny. So they were there. So they had two players and this like small actress lady. Yeah. <laughs> and then um. And then, yeah, then the third pick is the Hawks. And then they go, I actually think they do the thing where they go, the second pick is the Kings. And then they're like, so instead of going the first pick, yeah, I think they just reveal it via saying, I can't remember. It's, but, it's um, apparently really bad. Your girl, um, Cassidy Hubreth, didn't know who Michael Finley was. Yeah, oh, yeah. She, I think she, she had, um, yeah, she messed up. Because she did a bit of background on, so there were like kind of three sections, mm. and she did she'd say like who it was, and then she'd be like the the vice president of the blah blah blah. Yeah. So yeah, and then she got to the last section, and she clearly lost the card. So she was <laughs> like, so the thing is, I th- she she got his name, but then she just she just didn't know, know anything. anything about she was him. like, yeah, she was like, he's uh, played basketball, Michael I guess. Fortney, uh, Michael Finley, and then the next person, she was like. Michael, no, no, I shouldn't have said Michael. So and so, so and so. Not uh, good at improvising, eh? Here's the thing: as soon as the draft no, happened, no, I was. It's just a fun fact. Whenever I improvise a name, it's always Michael. So it was just bad luck in that situation. <laughs> fun fact. Um, uh, Thirty point lead to the Cavs right now. God. I called it. Did I know? This is the second thing I've called on the podcast, and yeah. the second time I've nailed I'll it. Give it to you. Um, okay. You. Okay. So with the draft prospect, when I heard about it, I didn't bother watching it at all. Obviously. Um, I was a bit depressed about it because it was all the teams that I just don't give a toss about. But then I realized that's the whole point, right? That you inject this young talent into these depressing teams. Like, you've got to give Sacramento at least one last chance before you kick them out of the NBA. But if they stuff this up, Sacramento, get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Um, just before we go, we do have to talk about, because we're going to go play, we're gonna go play mm-hmm. a game right now. Eh? Uh, we're going to talk about the old... I, think, I just want to say, I think Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be awesome. All right, get that on the podcast. Get that on the podcast. In about four years, we'll, we'll, we'll listen back to that to make sure he said that. I think that. he is going to be awesome. Triple J. Okay, the, th- the thing I find out about the harder, dra- the harder thing about the draft is that these players aren't going to be good for another, like, five years. Like, it takes so long for a no, player to No, not always. Like, oh, Donovan Mitchell's a... Yeah. But, even, but I actually worry about Donovan Mitchell. I, I think it's a red flag when you're, like, awesome in your rookie season. 
because they often turn into Get like. Injured. Remember, do you know who um, who was amazing in the rookie season? Tyreek Evans. Yeah, he's Although barely he, in the think, NBA nah, this I year. I think he's back. I think he's, he's back. No, 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 no. He's don't get me wrong. He's like he's in demand as like a bench scorer. But mm. like rookie year, you're like remember, remember the NBA yeah. changed their slogan well, from where okay. where magic no. happens to where Tyreek happens yeah. and stuff. Even better, even better though, I think. Remember the beginning of uh, Michael Carter Williams's. Yeah. Is that even his name? Rookie of Michael the year. Michael Carter, MCW. Yeah. Man. He was he a force. Was, you were like, wow. Yeah. Goat? Yeah. Is Did, Michael Carter Williams the goat? Yeah. Brandon Jennings, when he had a 50-point game in his rookie season, they're like, he's already passed... LeBron, mm. where LeBron Although, was at that age. I think he did have a little bit of in, like injury bad luck. But yeah. um, uh, halftime shows. Let's just briefly talk about it. Mm. We just saw Cleveland bust out what only can be described as a child slave dancer. A ba- He was a baby. They had a hip hop crew come out, and they were okay doing their hip hop moves. And then they unleashed a baby. A baby. He looked a bit like Draymond <laughs> Green mixed with the. Um, if anyone knows the haunting mascot former mascot or current mascot of the New Orleans Pelicans, the King Baby. Yeah. It was a mixture of the King Baby and Draymond Green to create this kid who was awesome at dancing, but also like had a demented look on his face. Yeah. And it was, well, it, it, was, was chilling. it was chilling. It was chilling. Old that like one of the first viral videos wasn't it, of that like CGI baby that was dancing. <laughs> it was like that. Um uh, all right. And so then we had um uh the um inflatable dog. Yeah. The Cleveland inflatable dog called um Puff Dog, great name. I'm not great now. I'm being sarcastic there. Versus three Leprons, and he was um, supported by a character that just seemed to be like a big head. He looked like kind of like Tweedledum and Tweedledee from yeah. from um, Alice in Wonderland. He was called Sir Ronald C. <laughs> like, think? ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Puff Dog and Sir, Sir Ronald C. C. It was the who thinks this up? No, but then. They're fighting three yeah. leprechauns who were, who were not, but they were not like branded Celtics ones. They were clearly they just hired them. From no, clearly they just been on their um, website. You buy shit from China from right. and bought some shonky uh-huh. ass leprechauns. Their move was to fight the leprechauns. Was for the dog to roll Sir Ronald <laughs> CC. I still can't figure out what he is towards the leprechauns. He knocked two of them over. Then the dog took on the last leprechaun one on one. He um, pushed him over. Quite gently, and this is where it got, I would say, disgusting. <laughs> the dog turned around. It's, he's in an inflatable suit, so he can't pull down his pants. But I think he was gesturing like he was pulling down his pants and then squatted like his ass on his face. And I think the idea was that he was rubbing his ass on his face yeah. or shitting on his face. I know. It was messed up. It was man. sick. It was messed like, up. Kids shouldn't have to watch this. <laughs> Cleveland is Who a, thinks that up? Cleveland is a messed up place. And then afterwards, they're like, give it up for Puff Dog and serve Ronald CC. I'm like, no, I'm writing a letter of complaint. Yeah. Also, I thought it was weird that Sir Ronald CC's like, little hat <laughs> fell off. Like He had like an inflatable hat. Why can that come yeah, off? Yeah, why can that just Why? Oh, um, it's so annoying. It's so weird. Who is in charge of halftime programs? A, think up some original ideas... B, because um, it's weird how every team does this. I mean, I know most people only see their home team's one. They don't like to get like league pass and see every team's one. But yeah. And we haven't even got to the cherry on top yet. What? Your favourite guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there's one guy, and I've seen him do halftime shows before. And um, I think he did that thing where he took his shirt off and revealed he had a Cavs shirt. And I feel like he does that everywhere. You're annoyed by that, right? I don't, I don't like it. It's like, just you don't have to support them. You're just there to entertain. Mm. It seems like a cheap, cheap trick. Cheap trick. 
But anyway, good band. He, 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 um, I told Guy to stay and watch it all because, uh, because it starts off and he's just doing handstands on these like beams, and it's like impressive, very but impressive, like, but boring. Yeah, so like, I don't, I'm, I don't care about this. And no, he no one up, cares for your balancing, he bro. On blocks, and it, it is like wow, that's great strength and balance. He's very handsome, but, then, but in like a creepy circus freak. Kind yeah, of handsome yeah, way. yeah, yeah. And then, but then out of his uh, little twist, he's got like this weird um, like old school CD player there. And you're like, surely the Cavs have their own sound system. Yeah. Need to plug in a CD yeah, player. Yeah. But then the top opens up. Oh little, my god! And a little dog hops out. A dog. Yeah. Okay, chill out. Sorry, I was just sorry. trying to add to the story. Yeah, yeah but it's too loud. It's oh, too sorry, loud. Sorry, man. Um, and then uh, a little a little Chihuahua, a very cute. Well, I describe it as a little cute rat dog. Cute rat dog. A little cute rat dog comes out, and he does lots of tricks with it. It climbs up, it runs around his chest and shoulders. He does forward rolls while it's like treadmilling on his body. Like it's running up like through his legs around his back. How much has he abused that dog no. to teach him to do that? The dog loved it, man. I don't know if the dog and loved then, it. And then at the end he was like, time to get back in. And the dog was like, no, I, I want to do more. And the dog <laughs> at one stage gets on a ball. Rides. The crowd, at this point the crowd was like, yeah, that's probably, that's probably enough yeah. as well. But the dog wanted to do more apparently. Yeah, yeah. Because he, um, he knows he's going to get hit if he doesn't do more. And the dog... Um, Runs on oh, a this ball. Is the best bit. Yeah, it's like runs on a ball, like Balancing. treadmilling. Yeah. yeah, and then it runs over to the other ball and gets off onto the other ball and then continues on that, that was, ball. That, I was on my feet for that. Yeah, that was, I mean, I'm in a lounge. Like, it doesn't was no reason for me to stand up, but I stood up anyway because that was superb. And then, uh, yeah, and then that's kind of the end. But then, interesting guy noticed this when he he was like, they were like, give it up for Jason and his dog Scooby or whatever. And Scooby runs over and jumps into his hands. They do a bow. No, 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 no. Scooby got back into his um his CD player slash dog prison. Yeah. And then he did a bow by himself. Oh, right. He cut Scooby out of no, the no, deal. No, but then Scooby came out. Did he? Yeah, you got distracted by what happened in the background. Oh my God. Because I, I was busy watching Scooby come out and take his deserved bow. Des- much deserved. Meanwhile, Guy was like, do you see what happened in the background? <laughs> Okay, LeBron had come out early, early while Jason and Scooby or whatever their names are. Uh, Scooby was his name. I don't know what the guy's name was. Oh, um, let's say Jason. Are uh, taking a bow, and LeBron dribbles out, and he dribbles over, and he does. Okay, here's the thing: we don't know what his intentions were, but it looks like he just comes in for a layup and just lobs the ball way and airballs it over the rim, a meter over a the meter rim, meter over the rim. And we we watched it. We reround and we watched it again because we were like, "What?" Well, firstly, I didn't see it the first time, and like we're thinking it had to be on purpose, but it was so weird. Yeah, it was weird. LeBron airballed a, a free throw while the dog was taking a bow. My, my theory oh. was he was throwing it because he was going over the bench to take his shirt off, and he was just like weirdly just did it like that. And but then it cut to a wide shot of the stadium, and he and then he was taking shots still with the shirt on, the warm up shirt on. Um, Paul, great news just then when you were uh, improving about um uh, Scooby, you mm. also said you tried to guess what the guy's name was. You improv Jason. Mm. You improv a name that's not Michael. Congratulations, oh, bro! Wow. What a high, wonderful point to finish the podcast on. We're off to play some pickup basketball. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We love you from the bottom of our. Pod hearts. Yeah, I did have a clip of the week, but I'm not going to play it. Next week. Perfect end. A lot of gold, a lot of gold. Perfect so end. Tune in next it. week because there's been a long break in clip, clip of the week. week. It's, it's coming back. back no one week. wants it back, back but it's no, coming back, back anyway. Back by popular demand. I've been Guy Williams. I've been Paul Williams. Peace. Good night or good day, depending when you're listening to this. Do you need to borrow some socks? Yes, please.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.